You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Sticks and Gas Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's roll with episode number two. No sponsors, but of course, we just love giving some love to the local businesses and companies around Great Western Brewing. First, right off the hop, makers of Original 16, but don't sleep on their lager or their classic. So good, brewed right here in Saskatchewan using barley from Saski. Last Mountain Distillery in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the best Saskatchewan distillery. They've been around the longest. They make that dill pickle vodka. It's won awards like around the globe. I love their gin and whiskey as well, and their regular vodka. Support local, Lass Mountain Distillery. You'll find them almost everywhere. Elk Ridge Resort in northern Saskatchewan. You're looking for a winter getaway. You're kind of planning right now. The winter activities up there are just sick. The massive rink, free cross-country skis, outdoor curling, tobogganing, whatever. You either got the campfire at night. You can have some campfire whiskeys. Look it up. Elk Ridge Resort in northern Saskatchewan. Let's give some love quickly for Kyle Duffin from Callaway Golf. He's a Sasky guy. If you're going to buy sticks this fall or winter, head to your local shop or Elk Ridge and buy them. Support Duff Callaway Golf. And 22 Fresh, best gear around. My son has like ripped through three of the pairs of socks already. They're unreal. It is hoodie season, right? They're a Regina, Saskatchewan company, world-class gear. 22 Fresh, you can order online or in store. All you Americans listening, especially to this episode, if you kind of want something a little bit different, out of the ordinary, you don't want to roll the same stuff as everyone else, 22 Fresh, order it, you won't be disappointed. Well, if you know me, which obviously many of you don't, you know that just because I grew up in Canada and currently live here, that I don't just gush over Canadian hockey. I don't grab any pride in us smashing teens from Latvia 16-0 in a made-for-TV tournament that we rub in everyone's face. I've always loved the Russian puck control game, the Swedes team game, how the Finns play European with a bit of Canadian grit, and the USA, a lot like Canadians, have all of the above. Some of the best people I've ever met in this game are American, and their respect for Canadian hockey is paramount. But they won't back down to us just because we have a colder climate and our outdoor rinks might last two more months in the season. War Road, Minnesota. Population, about 1,800 people. Beautiful spot in the southeast corner of the Lake of the Woods. A little over two hours to Grand Forks, North Dakota, six hours to Minneapolis, St. Paul, and only 12.1 kilometers from the Canadian border. And there have been some famous hockey players from Roseau County. We look at the Christian brothers, Dave Christian, played in the show, Neil Broughton, Dustin Bufflin, Brock Nelson, currently from the Islanders. And then although he wasn't born there, T.J. Oshie, he played his bantam hockey in War Road before heading to UND. Joining me on this night to chat about the War Road Lakers senior hockey team was Greg Lund, who played in the glory years of 93 to 97. Jamie Bufflin, who also was there for the championships, 1994 to 97. 
Scotty Knudsen. He skated 10 years, 87 to 97 for the Lakers. And the son of the godfather of the Warroad Lakers, that was Cal Marvin, David Marvin joins us. David is known as Izzy, and he tries to take us as far back as he can to recall when his father started the senior hockey team in this small Minnesota town. I think after World War II, Cal, Cal and the boys wanted a place to play. And all the, all the small towns in northern Minnesota had senior teams. And um, most of them eventually faded away and, and uh, the Lakers gravitated towards Manitoba mid-50s, maybe late-50s. Before the Lakers became this iconic Allen Cup championship team, the only organization to ever win three in a row, we have to remember they were pretty good in the senior A or intermediate loop. The Lakers won the 1974 Hardy Cup in War Road over Embrun, Ontario, and then they lost the final in 1977 to Campbellton, New Brunswick. There were also numerous league championships, the Ontario-Minnesota Hockey League, the Manitoba Senior Hockey League, the Central Amateur Senior Hockey League, champions in all those leagues. Scott Knudsen was born and raised still lives in War Road, Minnesota. I asked Scott to paint the picture of what was War Road like? Well, it, it, it's huge into hockey. It's obviously Hockey Town, USA. So um, it's very small community. I think 1,800 people, um, you know, as far as the Lakers went. For most of the years that I played, I would say probably 80% of our players were from Rozo and War Road, right in our area. Hey, Scott, like, what was youth hockey like in Hockey Town, USA? A lot of traveling around the state, the area. Do you guys travel into Canada much? Well, I'm a little older than these guys. So when I was in youth hockey, we didn't travel very far. I think Grand Forks, which is a little over two hours, is a big trip for us. Um, you know, we'd go to the Iron Range a couple hours away, but that was about it. We had in-house hockey back then, I think on Sundays and Wednesdays. Squirts, peewees, we probably played 30 games a year, um, but everything was local. Uh, Izzy, what do you remember about playing hockey as a youngster in War Road, Minnesota? I remember uh, just unlimited ice time and, you know, maybe from Thanksgiving to mid-March and then you never missed a day because you couldn't skate again till after Halloween, you know, like... Uh, it wasn't like now where they don't take any months off. Not sure if that's great or not, but that's the way it is. Um, but, but yeah, just cold toes and cold fingers and lots of outdoor rinks. And uh, uh, same as Scott, you know, we, we grew up where we, we, we had everything we needed, we thought, which isn't anywhere near what the kids have now. Did, did you play at all? Like, did you travel a little bit more when you played? Well, in, in, yeah, I would say a little bit more than Scotty, but, um, you know, we, we, we played in some state tournaments in youth hockey, so we were down south a little bit. But, yeah, it was, it was, fairly, it was fairly local. Um, you you got to remember, youth hockey in Minnesota is pretty local. Like, we don't, we don't take – we play a few games in Canada and southern Manitoba, a few games in North Dakota – 
but mostly youth hockey and high school hockey in Minnesota, you stay within the state. It's not about it's not about traveling. I mentioned earlier the Godfather, Cal Marvin. His trademark cigar, long jacket, and the guy just looked the part. He was the manager, but when I read the book, you really start to realize how amazing this guy was. Planning Europe trips, playing all-star teams from all over, places like Las Vegas, chartering planes to get the team to play exhibition series, or retrofitting buses and limousines to transport his athletes. Cal Marvin was the glue and the backbone of this organization. Obviously, it was a tough question for Izzy to talk about his dad. These guys probably do a better job. Um, he raised 12 kids, which I think is a, a big deal. He ran this hockey team for 50 years and fed damn near most of them at his kitchen table, him and my mom, Beth. So I don't know, the greatest generation, I guess. And um I know we're all buddies and we're talking today because of him. I know that. Hey, Greg, uh, how do you describe Cal? Well, he's kind of the godfather of hockey, I, I think, in Minnesota or maybe USA. I mean, uh, we have utmost respect for him. Uh, we all did. I mean, it was an honor to play for him. As a high schooler, I, you know, everybody wants to play pro, and obviously I wasn't even close to that. But when he asked me to play for the world Lakers, I mean, I was, uh, I was in awe and it was like, well, yeah, I'll take that opportunity and run. And it was, uh, probably the best five. Well, I know it was the best five, what is it? Four and a half years of hockey in my life. I mean, I, I had fun in high school and youth hockey, but, uh, world Lakers was the, uh, by far the best uh, hockey I ever got to play. Over to you, Buff. Cal must have known all the ins and outs to having a successful franchise. He was something else. He, he knew how to put together a hockey team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and he also uh, he knew how to smooth the wives over to make sure we could come back and play for him. That's for dang sure. <laughs> he, uh, Mrs. Bufflin, how are you today? You know, and he, he wanted us back. He wanted us to keep coming, and uh, he wanted good hockey players. And uh, we respect him. He didn't miss a practice, packed all our lunches, and brought the leftover beers and the, from the hotel on the on the bus and whatever for us for after the games. And and uh, no, he was just he was he was one of a kind for sure. The one thing I would say about Cal is he he really loved doing it. He enjoyed it, and he loved being around young people. Like you said, he would be at every practice. He was. Obviously, at every game, he just enjoyed the whole atmosphere of being around all of, all the people, and he treated every one of us amazing. So I don't know if anyone has a bad thing to say about Cal. They, they don't know him. He, he treated us great. Hey, guys, I talked to some guys that played, like they're from Manitoba, that come down and play, and they remembered the massive window factory in Warroad. Obviously, that's Marvin Windows after a little research. But there was another huge economic factor at play just down the road in Roseau, right? Well, Warroad's got, you know, the relatives. Marvin Windows is big. Um, 20 miles away is Polaris in Greg and Jamie's hometown. So... We don't have enough workers in our county for those two businesses right now. It's uh, it's unbelievable how busy both companies are. Um, very fortunate to have over the years uh, Marvin Windows in our town. Um, sure, the Roseau guys feel the same way. You know, there a lot of little towns don't have that cornerstone in their community. 
provide good jobs and and all that stuff so uh yeah we're uh we're fortunate up here if if uh if you want a job there's a pretty good one available to you right now back in our day rozo and world we were a big rivalry as kids uh i guess knutson he was an old prick so i never played against him but <laughs> you know david and i played high school against each other and uh you know we, we were uh, rozo world was a big rivalry back in the back in the 70s 80s well 60s 70s 80s and you know it's just kind of unique how uh we got to be uh, really good friends with all these world guys and you know just never really thought that would happen as a kid probably i remember as a kid christian hockey sticks oh they were cool looking twigs made in the usa really cool who wa- who wants to talk about the christian hockey stick and how it ties into war road well it was and then uh the owners were two of our laker best players ever you know with roger and bill christian played in the 1960 olympics and i think roger played 17 years for the lakers and billy played like 23 years for the lakers then billy's son joins them out of high school and leads the lakers in scoring and so but yeah we, we were lucky as kids we could go to the factory and and get some sticks of our choice. Uh, I know Scotty worked there. I worked there. Most most young guys in Warroad did work there a summer at least or whatever. But um, the Christians were really good to uh, us, and they are synonymous with the Lakers and hockey in Warroad for sure. Scotty, would you remember about those uh, those days at the Christian Hog? It's a pretty cool gig to have as a young guy. It, it is. It's a, it was a great summer job. But the one thing I remember as a high school player, Christian brothers would donate hockey sticks for our whole high school team. So the three years I played high school, the the parents never had to pay for a stick. So everything was free for the high school kids. When we played Lakers, I don't know what kind of deal Cal had with Christian brothers, but we never had to pay for any of our sticks. You know, imagine now paying $350 for one stick. That was, that was pretty nice back then to not have to have to deal with that. Okay, let's talk about the Lakers of the 90s. Now, I read that it was tough to find a league almost the whole time that the Lakers were in existence, but especially tough to find a league to play in after you guys started winning. What I remember is my dad was always looking for leagues to play in, and they they got in the cash league, and I think Thunder Bay was one of the teams in the league but eventually Thunder Bay folded and then, or, or moved to another, maybe they moved to a higher league. And then one of the Winnipeg teams did. And then, and then it was the Lakers and St. Boniface were the only ones left, but it, Scotty can uh, add to that. But I, I think it, it was just, it was central amateur senior hockey league, but the, the acronym kind of spelled that you needed some cash to stick with uh, Thunder Bay. That's for sure. Well, I just remember it wasn't that great of a league to be in because especially playing Thunder Bay every year, um, you know, we get on the bus and go up there for the weekend and we'd have half a team going up there because when you played Thunder Bay, it was always a full house up there and every guy in their team wanted to fight. And at that time, we didn't really have any tough guys on our team. So like I said, a lot of guys didn't get on that damn bus when we had it up there. So for, for those of us that went, it was not very fun. All right. So when did Cal decide to make a run at the Allen Cup? The Lakers never 
challenged for the Island Cup very often. They did the intermediate. They won the Hardy Cup in 1974. And I heard that there wasn't much difference in talent, but I don't know that what the big difference was. But I know when uh, when the 91, 90-91, some things were starting to come around for for Dad and the Lakers, and the Hardy Cup wasn't there anymore. And uh, we we he started thinking, let's try for this. But, you know, Scotty was a big part and, and um, kind of 90, 92 in St. Uh, St. John's, um, you know, we learned a lot and then we just started building from there. And, and St. John's was a big uh, city, big sponsors, um, uh, big, big sponsors. It was next year, Quinnell British Columbia hosted it. And that kind of showed my dad and that I think that's when it really started to click that a small town could host it. All right. So you guys go to your first Allen cup in 1991, 92 season. Then again, 92, 93. I actually didn't know that, that you went those years Uh, over to you, Scotty. What do you guys learn from those first two Allen cups? Well, I, I think both years, we learned that we were at that level and that we could compete and that we could beat those teams. Um, you know, a couple of years um, we had, you know, we didn't have quite the depth. Our goaltending wasn't, you know, what we needed. Um, you know, we, we brought in Todd Cryback after that, who was an amazing goaltender um, and, and, you know, had a few more, added a few more players. We had some more local players that, that started playing. Rozo and Warroad area. Um, and, and pretty soon we had four pretty darn good lines that were, that were really good hockey players. You know, I know when we hosted the, in Warroad, I think we, that year we ended up having four, 14 X division one hockey players on our team had an ex Olympic hockey player playing on our team. Um, so it was, Wyatt Smith played for us. He played uh, quite a few years in the NHL um, later on. But you know, when we hosted that in 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 Warroad, we we had a pretty solid squad. We had guys sitting on the bench or not dressing that had played Division One hockey. Warroad does decide to throw their hat in the ring and host Canada's top prize in senior hockey. A bold move by Cal. Izzy points out an interesting fact that they picked up on Allen Cup champs and a reoccurring theme. Barney, one thing that we found out that's interesting is in 1990, Montreal won it and folded. In 91, Charlottetown won it and folded. 92, St. John Vito's won it and folded. And in 93, Whitehorse won it and folded. So that tells you how much money and what an effort they were putting in to win it and how they weren't looking to come back. So... So when we won it in 94, we wanted to have a team again. But but the four prior winners won it and folded. And uh, I think it says a lot about a lot about our organization and about all the guys that wanted to keep playing. And, and you know, we didn't have a loaded roster of ex-NHL guys. And we we're the Minnesota team and stuff. But, you know, it's probably a hard stretch for your listeners to really recognize any of our players. Uh, we don't have anyone on our team that your listeners would know, probably. We're just a bunch of local guys that love playing the game and 
Cal gave us that opportunity. After not making the playoff round in their first Allen Cup appearance in 1992, the Lakers returned for the 1993 championship in Cornell, BC. They made the semifinals only to lose to the host team, which lost to Whitehorse in the final. In 1994, the small Minnesota town would host the event and local Scott Knutson remembers how they made some changes to bolster the lineup with familiar names from the area. Well, it was very exciting. And, uh, you know, Izzy, uh, after that Cornell loss, he, uh, he talked to me at the, before we t- took off and asked if I wanted to play. And I said, you're dang right, I wanted to play. And then uh, we picked up Mike Ross and Steve Ross from Rose O2, very solid defense. And Buffy, of course, I forgot Buffy. We picked up three guys from Rosa there and I, and Corey Howe and plus we had some more additions and uh, I mean we had a nice team out Quinnell but uh, we got a lot better that next year. Hey Buff that was your rookie year like how old were you? I must have 21 I, I think I was turned 21 that year so 2021 and uh, I remember going to practice one night and then uh, uh, asked Izzy uh, after practice I said uh, is there a chance I could come play again? Uh, yeah, he said, you're big enough to eat hay, he said, so you, you come on back. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But yeah, that having that Allen Cup and water there, that was pretty special. And the, the crowds were phenomenal, and uh, uh, it was just a exciting year for sure. Well, I, I just know that it was – Cal had put a lot of time into it, a lot of work, and our whole community did, and – it, it just turned out amazing because the crowds were, you know, when we played, especially our last couple of games, it was, I don't, I don't even know what the guard, what, what it holds there, a couple thousand, but it was, it was packed um, the last few games that we played. And it was, it was just a lot of fun. A lot of Rosa people, a lot of world people that had followed a lot of the hockey players on our team, you know, through youth hockey and high school and college and, and, you know, our whole community really enjoyed it. The tournament had the Unity Miners from Saskatchewan, Stony Plain Eagles, St. Boniface Mohawks, and of course, the hosts. They won their first Allen Cup at home, the smallest center ever to win it at that time. Now with one championship under their belts, was it time to reload? We had a, the same core, but uh, we, lost, we lost some guys. Uh, one of our teammates in 94, 93, his son just signed with Winnipeg, uh, Luke Johnson. He scored for the he played for the Wild last year, but Steve was done, and a, a number of guys were. Um, we had a different looking team, but we had the same. We, had, we pretty much just most of the same. I guess it wasn't. I don't know. It was different. We had the same core group though that ended up winning all three of them. Um, same goalie, uh, but we we were different. We didn't have the depth. We lost. Uh, I remember we lost one of our best defensemen in the in the uh, Saskatchewan series actually that year, and uh, and never and he never made that. Mike didn't even get to go to the Allen Cup. So we dealt every year was dealing with some injuries. But uh, you know when you host it, it's easier to convince a guy to come. And uh, the four guys on your screen and a bunch of others. They didn't care where we played. They were going to keep playing as long as Cal had a team. But the owners always had an easier time uh, recruiting a guy to play when you're hosting it because it was no travel and 
they could skate a little bit and show up, right? But the majority of our team, we played entire seasons. And then together, uh, our team played entire seasons. Cal might pick up one or two players, but the bulk of our team played the whole year, every year. All right, I love this story about how Cal worked the system and figured out a way to get guys. In late 1993, Cal drives to Thunder Bay, Ontario to watch the USA Olympic team in a pre-tournament game. He has his eyes on former Maine Black Bears captain Chris Imes. He talks to the coach of Team USA, Tim Taylor, which was a former Laker, He wants to sign Imes on a card for the Allen Cup. Two nights later, there is another USA preseason game in Minneapolis, and Cal drives there, gets Imes to sign the card. Now, after the Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway, Imes comes back to the USA, and he's slotted right into the Lakers roster. What foresight by Marvin and a loophole exposed teams disputed it but back then it was all above board and the lakers had their guy for the championship run week two of football is in the books and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl to kick off another action-packed week DraftKings is giving new customers 150 dollars instantly when they bet one dollar on any football game listen up because you don't want to miss this Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state or province, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season with their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey Greg, 1995 Allen Cup, hosted by the Stony Plain Eagles. Now people are starting to take notice of you guys, you got three straight trips to the ship. Well, I'm sure we had a target on our back up in Stony Plains after we just won it, and we're the uh, American team coming up and uh, playing in their barns. But uh, like David said, we had a different team. We weren't probably as top-end heavy, but we had that core group, and we uh, we gutted it out, I guess. Hey, Bofta, Stony Plain Allen Cup, what do you remember about that? Stony, Stony Plains, they always, they always come with a big team, and uh, – I remember after them them five days of hockey, I'd never been so sore in my life getting cross checked, and uh, I think I got my ass beat that that weekend too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was fun there being right outside Edmonton, and uh, we had a good a good group that followed us. So we we always had a good following there with with some fans and whatever parents and and. Uh, some local guys from Wardo that just love the Wardo Lakers. Scotty, you're the old guard, eh? Taking another uh, another rip to the championship in 1995. 
Well, like, yeah, I was the old, the oldest guy on the team. Um, you know, like a couple of these guys mentioned, we had the, the kind of the same core, you know, we had 12 to 15 guys that played for quite a few years together. And the one thing I remember was our practices as much as our games, because when we would go to a practice and I don't know how the senior hockey clubs in Canada, how many days they get ice, but we could get ice basically any day we wanted. So if we played two or three games in a week, we would probably practice three days in a week. And when we ran our practices, we would have 12, 14 Lakers at every practice. And ours were a little bit different than everybody else because our coach didn't come on the ice of the whistle. We had set teams picked and we would play best of fives every single night. And those games were more intense than a lot of the games that we played. I mean, there was fights, there was, and you warmed the goalies up for five minutes. You are a dark, you're white, you had the same teams and you battled for pride every night. And I think everyone just enjoyed that. Buffy probably still has scars I still, on his I, I still owe you, fucking fucker. On his, on his forearms from, from me hooking him. And mm-hmm. I would hook him as much as I could, and then he'd turn, he'd say, that's enough. And then I knew that was enough. So, so, so the, so the practices really were like then just a, a real competitive, good, um, pickup game where you guys just played series and then uh, crushed some beers after. Absolutely. We never ran a, pra- we never ran an organized practice the whole time I was there 10 years. And, and you know what, we got more out of that than you would on any practice and everybody loved it. Maybe to you, uh, Dave, here's a question. So now that you guys are, are, are buzzing, so to speak, and you're a bit of a wagon, do you remember a lot of people wanting to come on, wanting to play? And then, you know, you guys obviously you can't field a, a team of 50. Do you, do you remember a lot of people wanting to be a part of this uh, thing? No, not, not so much. Uh, Cal was always looking for a few pieces and um, he had some good connections. Uh, but mostly it was our group. And if anything, we got to the point where a lot of local kids knew they couldn't play. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, there's a, there's times where any local kid could probably play at some of the teams in the late eighties, but we got so good that, that kids knew better. They, they played old timers. This wasn't old timers. Um, to Scotty's point, we showed up in St. John's and we're out at practice and we've got our darks and whites on and what Jared Baines comes out. Tony plans. Sony plays. Jared Baines comes out on the ice with all of his stuff on the outside, his cup, his shin pads. His, he's got a piss cutter hat on, like uh, ACDC guy. My dad's got his trench coat on and suit and tie, and it's bugging him. And I go, Dad, don't worry about Well, then Turo walks in. Uh, they got a big sponsor. Uh, TSN Turo walks in. They got about nine coaches and all their fancy stuff. And we had a game of best of five, and then, um, and then uh, I don't know what they thought of us, but we ended up on top that week too. So, but Scotty's right; we just uh, scrimmaged every night. I, I think the guys would have left if I brought a whistle out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Izzy, I've wanted to ask this question for a long time to you, one of you guys. When does the disdain for the Americans start? Barney, I, I can tell you that my dad had to get acceptance from Manitoba and Canada hockey every year. My uh, Cal had to find us a new league to play in every year. Um, 
there were times Cal had to pay Winnipeg refs mileage to come to Warroad to be in a league. I mean, the battles he fought year after year, uh, most people would have given up on him. Um, but Cal dealt with most of that stuff and never really, he was so damn proud, but he's so damn proud of Canada. Like there ain't anyone that's heard the Canadian anthem anymore than he has. And um, he was, he's the only American in the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame. So he had this admiration for the hockey up there. Tons of ex-players were from Winnipeg that ended up being lifelong friends. But yet there's this animosity with certain people about allowing us to play up there and getting kicked out of leagues and and uh, getting shorted affiliate players or having to pay refs. So there was a lot of that. But I think I think mostly um, dad never brought that in the locker room. Those are things that I knew. Maybe Scotty knew because he coached too. Um, but th those were Cal had to fight a lot of battles for for us to go up and have all the damn fun we had. No, I don't remember that either. I mean, every time we won the Allen Cup up there, we'd uh, we get on the bus and get the hell out of town. So that was, uh, <laughs> I guess, we'd uh, stock it with beer and we'd get back to Warroad uh, 24 hours later. So, well, the only thing that, that I could say, I know, especially when, when we played Saskatchewan, and and those were always they were always in small rinks, and and we were our team was built on skill. You know, we had Buffy that, that that was a good fighter when David liked to fight. And we had we had a few guys, but some of those teams, I mean, half their team, that's all they wanted to do was fight. You know, so when we would play up there, it was always a battle. St. Boniface is the same way. Um, you know, they knew that we were a little more skilled than they were and they had to play physical against us. And 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 we took our lumps. We did every year. We had a lot of injuries and a lot of things we went through and and that was their way to slow us down. And, and it, it was always tough playing out there. You guys, uh, you guys played on, if I'm not mistaken, Olympic size ice. Yes, that's yep. correct. So that was a huge, uh, huge benefit. And like you talked about, you guys were a skilled team. Right. It was a big advantage when we got to play at home. Let's stay on that 1995 Allen cup, because we have to talk about the QPAR series of 95. Now, they say it was possibly their toughest series ever, or partial series. They played against this small Saskatchewan town. All of us around here know how that team was made. Cupar, Raymore, Rajani guys. They're kind of an all-star team from all over in senior hockey. Well, here is how Warroad and the Lakers tell this story. I, I read about it just the other day because it's a big deal. So we go to we go to Cooper, Coop, Coop, however you say it. We play, we play Friday night and they kick our ass 10-5. And then Saturday they beat us 6-4. But they were supposed to host the series, but to host it, they'd have to write a big check or and pay for all our expenses. So we play the first two games out there. We weren't able to bring our full roster. We come back to Warroad a week later. And we play them on a Sunday night. We beat them three to two, and they load the bus and go home. They they said they didn't take extra time. Uh, they were saving their time off for the Allen Cup. Well, you got to get there. You got to get there. And a lot of those players should be pissed off at their management for what they did. They had a hell of a team. Um, my dad's still pissed off at two big gates because we'd have gone to game five and the place was packed. 
Cal had to pay these guys a few bucks and we were all pissed off. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't play to get it gifted to us. So it, yeah, they pulled out of town. I, I couldn't believe it. They're, they're like, well, our guys have jobs and they got, well, so do we, you know, that that's the commitment level from our guys though, you know? And, and so a couple, a couple weeks later, we drove through Cooper and a couple of boys rolled the windows down and said hello on our way to Stony. <laughs> so that so you made them come all the way back um and play you they were going to play sunday monday tuesday then or how was it going to go well, yeah they won, they won sunday they'd wrap it up so they were through all the eggs in one basket but but they could have hosted it but didn't want to and they didn't want us to host it we were willing to host it it was their turn but there's some financial things that didn't work out and they were complaining about sunday well we had to leave get off work Thursday and Friday to go out there. You know, it's, it's, you know, it, it's however, but they, they screwed up. I'd like to think we'd have beat them anyways, but they were good. We'll never yeah, know. Well, we, they had a good goaltender. I remember that. Oh yeah. I think he made 50, 60 stops every game we played him. He was amazing. I remember going to the ice there in Cooper. I mean, the ice, it felt like you're on like, uh, like hollow or he must've been like, uh, was it artificial, I wonder? Or was it uh, real, I wonder, or what? <laughs> the ice was natural, but it felt like it was, it was hollow underneath. I do remember that. But, yeah, I, I don't remember much about that series, I guess. Uh, being down there, maybe I didn't play very good. That's maybe why we lost. I don't know. But, but no, uh, yeah, that was a good series. That was weird. Yeah, I just vaguely remember it. I just... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> it's a real touchy subject on both sides of the border. And I promise I'll get Sharky on, who was the coach or manager of QPAR at some point, maybe get some of the guys, and we will tell their side of the story. So the Lakers, anyway, they went to Stony Plain for the Allen Cup. They win their second in a row beating the host Eagles 3-2 in the final. All right, so the 1996 Allen Cup hosted by the Unity Miners. I remember it was a big deal around that area that spring, even into Saskatoon. When you go back to that one, Izzy, what comes to mind? Well, to get there, to get there, Lloyd Minster came to Warroad 5-2-9-2-11-1 for the good guys. And uh, we rolled in there to Unity, and um, that big Allen Cup sign on the end of their rink um, said, Allen Cup, Canada's game. Hence to say, we said, that's where we're taking the team pitcher Saturday night, boys. And it, it worked out. Uh, we beat Stoney 6-2. We smoked Turo 11-3. We beat Unity Four to two and beat Stoney six one in the championship. I think Jamie beat up their tough guy with about two minutes to go right in front of our bench. That's that right at that picture I sent you guys. That was right after he beat that guy up. But yeah, the we were thirty five and one that year, and our only loss was to Powell River up in Alaska, and um, they got beat out by Stoney and didn't make it to the to the Allen Cup. So a little history there for you checked out in Cal's book. You know, the one thing is, I, I think we were healthier than we were with any other Allen Cup uh, playoff team. And, and I don't think it was our most talented team, but I said, 
you know, our main guys were all healthy and we were playing well. We came in with confidence. Our goaltending was really good. Um, you know, we've been there and, you know, you've done it a few times. It just seems a little bit easier after you've experienced it like that. So um, I, I guess everyone being healthy and just we had nothing to lose. Go have fun. Buff, uh, uh, what do you remember about the tourney? Yeah, we, we loved the area. It was uh, we, we went to an elk farm and did a little, uh, little uh, looking around and nice farming community. Good farming community. And uh, I love the old barn they had there. Really nice rink. And the town, the town, townspeople were really nice. They, uh, they, uh, they really liked the Oral Lakers. My dad was in a few shops, whatever. He asked with some guys, of course, and uh, they just loved how the Oral Lakers moved the puck and, and uh, played the game. Greg, uh, the three-peat, uh, over to you. Yeah, that was a fun year for me, especially. Uh, my brother got picked up, and we picked up a few uh, St. Boniface Saints that year and then we got a couple of guys from St. Cloud State too I think so we I think we made our team a little bit better from the previous year and it, uh, yeah we were a tough team to beat that year. Could could you guys uh, Dave or whoever wants to jump in could you guys do that could you guys affiliate uh, guys in into playoffs uh, like how they do up here or they used to do it um, or how, did you guys usually run your, your full team all the way through the year into playoffs into the Allen Cup? Um, we, we could it was rare that we got much help. I don't um, think we ever picked up any players, did you, with an affiliate? Well, the one year we had Trevor Thomas got hurt, and then um, who's uh, the guy that uh, Kimball? Kimball was an affiliate. Was a big was a good player on our '96 team. So Barney, one year it was just us and St. Boniface, and we played uh, ten times in the regular season and seven seven times in the playoffs. Like we played them 17 times, two years in a row, and we beat we beat those guys like eight or nine out of ten. Right, and then every year we go to seven games in the playoffs because they're you know they'd show up and they're tough and but uh, but mostly on the on the affiliate side, um, we got actually probably got a little more help out of our local high school teams. Wyatt Smith came out of high school and and uh, won two Allen Cups, and over in Rosa, we had uh, Whitey Lumbum, who ended up being a star at North Dakota, won, and won with us in 96, and in 97, I was doing a little reading, Neil Bottenstall scored some big goals, and we had injuries out in Kindersley, so we probably had more help out of the local high school teams in the playoffs. The 1997 Allen Cup year. Powell River, a chance to go four in a row, a very tough out in the Rathgaber Cup against Kindersley. The boys remember it well. I'm remembering what I read was we were down and we were banged up. Scotty was hurt. Billy was hurt. Um, Adam Rodak, we're down 2-1 with about a minute to go, and he gets like he gets two and then gets the winner. Then gets the winner the next night, and we get out of there. But we were all beat up. We are all beat up going to Powell River after that series. Well, I remember that series very well because they they were maybe as big and tough a team as any team we'd ever played. And I think it was a small ice sheet. And I remember a couple of the referees had recognized me and they, and they were they ran us every shift they could. They knew that's what they had to do. And and the refs said, Scotty, don't even that's what they're gonna do. They're they're trying to run people off the ice. They're trying to hurt people. And 
you know, I, I was out and I, I missed the first two Allen Cup games after that because of a bad back. A guy cross-checked me, came 10 yards full speed and cross-checked in the back and Hanny was out and Billy, you know, three of our top forwards on our, on our team that were out with injuries at the end of that one. So we were, you know, we were not full, full squad when we got to Fall River. My dad tried hard, Barney, to host that one because he knew, he knew it was the last year. But Paul had been in line for quite a while too and didn't want to give it up. So there's a huge price to pay to get there. Like you gotta you gotta be good to get there and you gotta be healthy. And I tell you what, all them teams we beat in Saskatchewan, we had a hell of a run against them, but it wasn't easy. It you know, winning in their barn uh out there, if you and and vice versa, if a Saskatchewan team can come to Manitoba and win a best of five, they've earned it and but they made us pay the price, and we didn't have anything left up. There would be no four-peat in Powell River as five games in five nights with a banged-up squad was just too much. Get this story. They flew out of Winnipeg, but a massive spring snowstorm hit the area. They were stranded in Winnipeg for two days. They finally got out but there was no way they were gonna make the ferry connection to get there in time to Powell River. So what does Cal do? Charters a plane, flies the team from Vancouver into Powell River, and after two days of travel, they won game one. But, you know, they just didn't have enough in the tank to get it done. Hey, did you guys know after the Unity Allen Cup year that the next one was going to, 1997, was going to be the last? I think we kind of knew, sensed it during the year, maybe Dad said, well, Dad was getting to be 70. Um, he was running out of teams to play. And you go to six straight Allen Cups, he was running thin on money. The guys didn't retire off playing for the Lakers, but Cal tried to help him out where he could. Um, but there, there's his age, no one to play. Uh, he could have used a few more bucks probably. Uh, I found out later. But in the end, where does it end? No one could do it better to him. I don't think anyone wanted to try to take it over. Uh, the battles with the... Uh, now it's really thick trying to stay in the Manitoba, you know, provincials and stuff. But yeah, I think we, we, I think we knew pretty early in that season. We That year we played... Uh, uh, Sweden U, U18 team at Christmas. Cal would bring teams to, we could get anybody to play. Guess who was on that team? The the twins in Vancouver. We They, they were coming through, Sedins, and we played the Air Force Academy who just beat Denver and Colorado College the week before, and they came in here and we swept them. So there was, uh, we University, Manit- University of Manitoba, we played almost every year. Yeah. Yeah. And and did very well against them. I I know the the one year they played us in the old barn and I think we beat them like 9 to 1. You know, and they were their coach was so pissed off I remember after that game. But we did really well against University of Manitoba. Couple couple trips to Europe. Uh Sun Valley, Idaho, that was a good one. Buffy's Las got Vegas. a good story. Buffy's got a good story from Sun Valley. Went to Las <coughs> Vegas. Uh, Alaska a couple times. Cal would play about anybody. They had a top senior A team down there. They were the Las Vegas Aces at the time, and we come down there, and they were uh, they're a big team too. 
very big and they were like uh like price i never played against thunder bay but they sounded like thunder bay and we come in there and we swept them and we we're like the first team to ever come in there and uh beat them two straight we lost our asses on the poker tables but we won two, <laughs> we won two games yeah i read uh i read about about the europe uh the europe trips like where, where did you guys go there and how did that all come about well, you know, Scotty's a school teacher, so he kind of got fucked over on these trips during the season, which is too bad. I know he made the Vegas one, but he got screwed over on the other ones. But uh, they were going to go in 91, which been my last year in college, and then the Gulf War prolonged it another year. So we went to uh, Munich and Austria and, and Paris. Um it's where, uh, it's where our number 21 lost his uh, C. He's late for the game, and the old coach took his C away from him. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, probably wasn't a good deal because Bruce worked harder than an ugly stripper every game. He, he busted his ass, and he's still pissed off that he lost his C over in Paris. So we got to have some fun, too. Who's paying for that? Raffle tickets and fundraisers and fans and, and uh, yeah. Cal did a lot of stuff to take care of us. And he wanted to show us, like, he was a coach in the world championships. My dad brought uh, Greg's dad to Norway for Team USA in 1965. And and he ran the first North American team in the world championships in 1958. So he, he just trying to give us that same opportunity um, on a, you know, on a senior level. And uh, we were very fortunate to go, go see some of these places. We, and then to do it, do it together as adults, it was pretty fun. Anyone play senior after 1997? Like Buff, were you, you weren't that old. You could still play. Nope. Uh, well, after that, the Islanders, the Lord Islanders kicked in. He started up another team. And uh, we went out to Paul River for another run at the, the Allen Cup. And then after that, I played with uh, Il Deshane and we made a, we went to uh, Turo, Nova Scotia. And I think uh, we did pretty well there, but we never won it. The year, the year after the Lakers are done, I think Scotty and a couple guys played senior hockey in Altona. And Buffy and I joined um, Il Deshane. It was 98 in Turo. And, and uh, we had a good club and Il Deshane was building towards their championships. And then um, I'm not sure we played, I think we played Neil Deshane in 99 again, but we didn't go. And I think we were in Lloyd Minster that year. I think they beat us out. But then like in 2000, my dad kept going to all the Allen Cups. And when he got back, he'd be fired up. And I go, do you think we should go do a team? And do you think the Canadians would let us? Well, he said he thought we should. So we did a team again and uh, the World Islanders and, we won Manitoba and won Saskatchewan, and our first year we we're in Powell River again. And then uh, next year we got we got beat out in the Manitoba thing, and then that was the that was it. And then I played in Grunfell for a couple of years, and they ended up winning the Allen Cup here a few years ago with uh, I don't know what their name was, Prairie Thunder or Southeast. But Mar- Marv Cornelson uh, has chased that thing for a long time and forked over a lot of money. Great guy. And uh, they finally got theirs, I think, maybe in Steinbeck a few years back. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, Southeast uh, Prairie Thunder. Gotti, I saw you earlier. You wanted to chime in on a cool story. You know, one of, one of the things one of the things I'd like to add is 
and, and this doesn't happen to anyone else, but through the years, every four years when the Olympic hockey team would be assembled, Cal would always get them to come to War Road. So I don't know how many, maybe David can answer this, but there were many, many years that our World Laker team would play our U.S. Olympic hockey team in World, and that's unheard of. From 1956 to 1988, for sure. Yeah. Every year they 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 come to World, but when you if you were around Cal, you'd understand why. You know, I mean, we go to the Stanley Cup Finals and. Bob Johnson's getting interviewed by Dick Irvin and he points at Cal and said, I'll be right with you, Cal. You know, that's the kind of clout he had. And that's how lucky we were to, to play for him. But we we can sit up, we're going to have a reunion. We have a reunion every year at, at Greg's uh, Lake Cabin and we'll get 10, 12 guys. And that and, and we, we talk about it all the time. That's why I had to re-look at some of the games and the scores because we don't remember them. We remember a lot of the other stuff, but we've got a we've got a hell of a group that when when Greg says let's get together, there'll be 12, 12 13 guys, and then the, the rest of them just get shamed on <laughs> on text messages. But we we did we were just having fun, and then all of a sudden we've done someone no one's ever done, and and um, it's actually fun to talk to you, Barney, because. We tried to explain what we did to anyone south of the border, south of Roseau County. It, we, the, oh, so you played beer league? And I go, not really, uh, but it wasn't worth it. But it's fun to talk to you because you and your listeners, you know what it's all about. And we're just a bunch of guys, you know, we're, that had a lot of fun and got a good opportunity. And we think of that like no one's ever done it. And it'd be fun if someone did. That means they're really committed. But we won three in a row. And uh, so that's what we all, we're all getting old. But that's what we hang our hat on when we, once a year, we get together and talk about old stuff. Well, thanks to those guys for taking the time to do this. And I really hope uh, a lot of you out there appreciated it. Shed some light on the mighty War Road Lakers. The book I was talking about, Cal and the Lakers winning under two flags. Not sure if you're going to be able to pick that up anywhere, but if you know anyone heading uh, to Lake of the Woods down there in Minnesota, I'm sure they can find one in War Road. Again, just thanks to those guys for uh, jumping on and telling the story. Thanks to all you for tuning in. Thanks to all the people that uh, supporting amateur hockey and senior hockey around hopefully it's back this year i'm barney shankaruk and this was episode two of the sticks and gas podcast on the hockey podcast network